You're listening to Therapy for Your Money, a podcast about all things money and finance for therapy practice owners. If you want to feel confident and in control of your financial life, then you've come to the right spot. I'm your host, Julie Harris. I'm an accountant and the owner of Green Oak Accounting. My firm specializes in working with private practices across the U.S., and my team and I have worked with hundreds of private practice owners. I'm on a mission to share all the best practices I've learned along the way because I want you to have a profitable private practice. Hello there, and welcome back to Therapy for Your Money. I've got a nice short episode for you today. This is part of our tax topic series. Today, we're talking about the difference between cash and accrual accounting. Let's start by talking about what exactly those two things are. In cash basis accounting, you are going to recognize income and expenses when the money is either received or dispersed. As an example, if you hire a website designer to redo your website, they might be doing the work in June, but when they send you their invoice, you're going to pay them in July. So then that would be an expense recorded in the month of July when the cash was dispersed versus in June when the expense was incurred, right? When you signed a contract and the work was done. When we look at accrual basis accounting, the income and expenses are going to be recognized when they are incurred versus when the cash is received, right? So you are recognizing income regardless of whether or not it has actually been received. And you are also recognizing an expense whether or not you have actually paid it yet. That doesn't mean you you don't have to pay it, uh, but that is the intent of accrual basis accounting is to closely align income and expenses in the correct period, especially in situations where those might not be aligned just based on when the cash is received or paid based on the terms available to that vendor. So for example, there might be a large, a, a large company might have a contract where they are working on a project right now, their client is not required to pay them for maybe 60 days, right? They might have a 60 day payment term. Uh, but if they're subcontracting any work on that on that contract, they're going to get invoices from those contractors and have to pay that out. So the timing might be misaligned. You might see a large amount of income in a, in a specific month and then a large amount of expenses in a different month if you were using cash accounting versus accrual accounting. So that's why larger corporations use accrual accounting. They're also required uh, to use accrual accounting for any corporations or businesses that have um, 25 million or more in annual revenue for the last three years. So based on those numbers, you can see most small businesses are certainly not required to to use accrual accounting. Uh, So in most cases, they don't. One of the advantages of using accrual accounting is that it's actually much, much simpler because you're not having to align income and expenses. It is simpler. It is easier. It typically is going to cost a lot less as well. And since there's no requirement in the U.S. at least, there's no requirement to go to accrual accounting until $25 million per year, most private practices are going to choose to use uh, cash accounting. It's also important to mention there's not typically a really large disconnect between when money is earned and when it is received. Even for insurance practices, other than those first couple of months when you're maybe getting up and running, typically there's not a huge delay in getting insurance claims paid or knock on wood there. Um, And so there is usually a a decent alignment already 
Um, and so it doesn't necessarily make sense to go through all of the additional work and expense of accrual basis accounting. One of the questions my team gets often uh, in my accounting firm is, what do I do with the write-offs in my EHR? So in most cases, you're going to be using an EHR, your billing insurance, you're processing the copay, and then there's a portion of that that gets written off. So you're closing that out within the EHR. So as I mentioned before, in cash basis accounting, you're only recognizing income when you actually receive it. Um, and so you actually don't get a credit for the write-off in cash basis accounting because you never recognize the income to begin with, right? Let's look at an example. If you charge insurance $150 and they reimburse you $125. In your EHR, you're writing off $25. But in your cash basis accounting system, you are recognizing $125. So only you're only recognizing the cash that you've actually received. But you can see how if you had already recognized $150, and you only receive $125, then you do need to account for that write-off. But in cash basis accounting, you don't get an additional credit for that because you never recognized it in the first place, right? So it one is not better than the other because ultimately you're still in the end recognizing $125 in income because that's what you actually received. It just is going to look a little more, bit more different. It, it's just going to look different and be a little more complicated uh, in accrual accounting, but you're ending up at the same exact result. So with cash basis accounting, you're not going to have a write-off on your taxes. Um, and in accrual accounting, you will have a write-off. Typically, you're going to look at your accounts receivable at the end of the year and have a bad debt adjustment based on the amounts that you consider to be uncollectible at that point. If you're wondering how you should file your taxes, if you are cash or accrual, I invite you to take a look at your tax return. There is a section in there that's going to tell you how you've been filing your taxes and whatever you did last year, that's what you should do again this year. So if you have a Schedule C, you're going to look at the first page of the Schedule C, line F, and there's going to be a little checkbox that's going to say cash and accrual. So just look at which one is checked. And then if you have an S Corp, so if you're filing Form 1120S, just look at page two, Schedule B, line one to see which box is checked there. And that's going to tell you how you should file. Now, if you're already filing cash basis, great. I think that's simple, that's easy enough. And in most cases, that's going to do everything that you need it to do. Um, and it's typically going to be saving you some money as well. If you file on an accrual basis, nothing wrong with that either. Uh, just know that it can take a lot more uh, manpower and time as far as doing the bookkeeping correctly. So that probably is costing you a little bit more, more there. But if it's your preference, that is absolutely okay as well. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this short episode and we'll see you again soon. If you're looking for accounting help, head over to therapyforyourmoney.com accounting to find information about my accounting firm and all of our specialized services just for private practice owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Just head over to iTunes, click on ratings and reviews, and give us a quick shout out. We really appreciate it. The information contained in this podcast represents the host and guest's general opinions and should not be construed as personalized accounting and tax advice. Listeners should consider all facts and circumstances before applying this information and seek appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 
Any info provided does not constitute accounting, tax, or legal advice.